It's tragic. And here are the response. I found it. So the last match against Gil Vicente, three people. It, it, the, the final result had one retweet and nine likes. That's like how many I get. And this is a team. <laughs> this is a team. And the, and so, so here are the first few tweets. Or the, there are three tweets written. One says, now it's time to change the coach, dot, dot, dot. The second one says they don't deserve the support they had. So it's, it's not so bad. And then the third one comes in with suck motherfuckers. On today's footy corner, Olay's White Knight comes to the rescue again as Ronaldo scores against the fake Atlanta to keep United atop their Champions League group. Nuno goes from manager of the month in August to fired on November 1st. Now it's Antonio Conte's job for Mission Impossible. Arsenal and Wolves continue their impressive displays. Grêmio fans try to kill VAR. And Pole Assassin's Monkey bites a kid on Halloween. Along with the typical predictions, the nuts of the week, gambling corner, and a Mount Rushmore of fall, next. And we are back on the footy corner with today's co-host, Brian. How's everything going? Good. I'm sorry, Irene isn't here, but I'm uh, happy to fill in. Always, always a very good, uh, good fill. I mean, you're you're on the panel. I think all of us yeah. on the panel are interchangeable. Spiritual co-host of all episodes. <laughs> Spiritual yeah. co-host. We'll take that. So everything's going well for you there. Then you had a good yeah, Halloween. I got, I got good Halloween. I got uh, my favorite restaurant takeout for dinner tonight, and had a couple beers, so I'm feeling good. Didn't realize until after the third beer that it is 9.0% alcohol content, but going strong. This is the second straight time you've been on the episode, or was it, or maybe there was a different Zoom that you found out that you have had. That was our fantasy football draft. There you go. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. You've accidentally drank 9% beer a couple times now at this point. Yeah, accidentally. We'll, it's good. We'll it's that. good for the show. It gets it. It gets it gets you going. Gets the people going. So let's uh, let's go ahead and well before we roll into that, do you have any almond joys for me? Uh, yeah. Well, no, I don't because I'm going to see my dad before I see you. He likes almond joys too. So he gets top lad. Sorry, he's a top lad. <laughs> That's all I got to say. <laughs> we, we were trick or treating, and and Johnny and Martha would go up to a, a candy bowl, and I'd be with them. And they'd start reaching for the, the blue almond joy and be like, no, no, don't grab those. No, grab the orange one. Grab the Reese's. No, put that back. Ah, don't grab that. And, and all, the, all the old people giving out candy were laughing at me. <laughs> well, hey, you know what? Fair play. The, the Lander <laughs> continues on Almond Joy. It was on Twitter. We'll, we'll let it roll. Um, I'm sure Arian agrees with you somewhere, too. Uh, mm-hmm. So let's, let's get into it. Some crazy stuff happening this week. We start with... Tottenham and Man United, uh, you knew there were going to be some fireworks, but little did we know this was going to be a loser leaves town sort of game uh, for the managers. Literally. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, people had been talking about Ole the Keebler elf being uh, eliminated from his position. But after this game, Tottenham at home, losing 3-0, Ronaldo, Cavani, Rashford, all scoring for for United. Uh, Tottenham, they've scored the fewest number of goals after 10 Premier League matches since 2013-14. With, with nine, for those that are wondering, they finished sixth that season, by the way, and finished with 55 goals. Uh, but let's first talk about this this manager, this loser leaves town. We thought we'd be talking about Ole. We're talking about Nuno. Nuno, who won manager of the month in August and is fired <laughs> on November 1st. What, what are your thoughts on, on that? Was this a bit rash or do you think he had to go? He lasted three weeks longer than he did, than he, he should have, because he beat Man City in the first couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, he got some leeway because of that. Yeah, I think so. Like, I, I it's clear. Like, even their wins weren't convincing, mm-hmm. even against like lower shit teams. And yeah. then he starts. Well, I mean, obviously they beat City, but <laughs> even even that win was like, holy shit! I can't believe we beat City. Mm-hmm. It was we scored one goal on the counter, and City was extremely. I don't know how. Well, I don't know the XG stats or whatever, but you know they had twenty five shots, ten on on net, and none went in or something. And and Tottenham had very few and ended up with the win. Yeah. So, and honestly, like Tottenham were, were boring as shit to watch under Nuno. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I don't think it's going to get, going to get any better, but <laughs> we can talk about that later, but we had Nuno. Me, I don't, he, he wasn't, he, he never felt right for Tottenham. What, uh, what do you think? I was going to say, I heard that he was like their ninth choice, you know, so it seems like they're kind of rolled through a bunch of people and they're like, well, We'll take you in because we don't want to. We don't want to go on with Ryan Mason as our interim. Uh, you know, so Ryan Mason would have been better. <laughs> that probably would have been. And yeah. and so yeah, I mean, this is a team now. You know, you're starting to see some managerial changes, and you start to wonder. You know, you see two, two or three here within the year. Think, well, are they unstable? Are this going? Are they going to get it to work? You know, a lot of their fans said, "Oh, this Nuno ball, it's no good. It's not." It's not uh, attractive. You know, they, they just played Jose ball and this was somehow worse to watch than that. Um, and now, and now let's talk about who they're bringing in. Your boy. It's like, they take your recycled people. I love your little Borat mm-hmm. meme that you said. Yeah. <laughs> They've got Conte. Do you want to tell people about that Borat meme? Yeah. I mean, I can't, I shouldn't do a Borat voice, <laughs> but it is when Borat is talking about his neighbor. And it's like, I, I forget the original one, but it's like, it, I have Mourinho, my neighbor has Mourinho. Yeah. I have Conte, my neighbor has Conte. I have Champions League, my neighbor will never get Champions League. <laughs> he is a pain in my asshole or something like he that. I love pain, that. <laughs> yeah, he's a pain in my asshole. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. That's amazing. That was a really good banter against Tottenham. So Conte is coming in and I guess it's perfect that you're co-hosting because as someone who rooted for a team that was managed by him, what are your thoughts on him coming in um, a, as the manager of Tottenham and what do you think he can do for that? Um, he can, he can shore them up defensively, mm-hmm. but I don't think they have enough skill depth talent to be able to, to, to go forward and, and produce offensively. I think they're going to have a lot of boring games. Yeah. I mean, Chelsea were exciting under Conte because he changed it up and they had great wingbacks. Like, like they have the best wingbacks in, they still do in Premier League history, honestly, because Premier League has never used wingbacks, honestly. And Chelsea came in. It was it was we were down three nothing against Arsenal or something. Yep, it was. And, yeah. and we, we came in and there, there's a famous picture, uh, at least among Chelsea. I think I think it's Marcus Alonso getting subbed in, maybe. It is. And and he's saying he's telling all the, the defenders three at the back. He's holding up three fingers for three at the back or three center backs. And we came back. We didn't win that game. I, I don't even think we drew it. But 
it, it changed the tone. It changed the season for Chelsea. But you have to have wingbacks like Marcus Alonso and Azpilicueta stepped up in center back that season. Victor Moses was wingback for us. Mm-hmm. We had Pedro playing wingback. Yep. Um, and, and this year, you know, we're playing five of the back again. We have the likes of Chilwell, Alonso still, uh, Reese James, who scored two last week. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know Tottenham's full lineup, but I don't think they can play that system nearly as well as Chelsea did or can. Yeah, so I don't think it's going to like, I, I know they're going to try to bring in some guys, some people in January to, to fill that system in, but I don't know. Is Bergwijn going to play left wing back? Is, is Lucas going to play a right wing? Maybe, maybe they will, and maybe it'll work, but I don't think those are, those are the guys that will get it done for you. Yeah. And, and I think that's the thing. Like when, when this came across, everyone's like, are you scared? Uh, Conte's coming in. And, and to me, it's like, okay, this is a team that wanted to get away from being defensive. And, and I guess, you know, he, by having five in the back, you become a quote unquote defensive coach, but he was able to make it work. Like you said, because of wingbacks that, that got a good balance, but that's exactly, you nailed the, the hammer on the head there. Why I'm not worried about this Tottenham team because to me, it's their roster and their roster needs a certain style of coaching. And I actually think Poch got the best out of those players. You know, whereas, whereas Conte, you know, his system, you know, you talked about it, how they, it was the 16, 17 season. Um, and then you guys went on to win. Didn't you guys win the, the league? Yeah, we did, yep. Um, after a rough finish, a rough start to the year. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and yeah, he switched from, like you said, the, the four, the typical, right, four, two, three, one to that five in the back. Now, the three up front, I think Tottenham has players that would emulate to some extent, not, not the same talent as Hazard, Costa, and Pedro that were up there. You know, they'd have Son, Kane, and maybe Lucas Mora or something, or Bourbon. Uh-huh. But like you said, who plays wingback? You know, Regulon, maybe on one side, but then yeah. who plays it on the other side? Um, then the other big issue for me is the engine room. You know, you guys had Conte and Matic who are so sound, so strong. And, you know, the only guy on Tottenham that I maybe trust is, is Hoiberg, and, and that's it. Uh, <laughs> like, who, 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 who are their center backs? You, you, have, you play three center backs in the system. They currently, what they have, all, is, I don't think Alderweireld really plays much. Dyer doesn't play. I mean, they don't really have strong. Um, uh, yeah, Dyer is not a – how tall is Dyer? He's fucking smaller than Austin Ortiz. <laughs> No, no one other than me and Ashton will shout uh, out. And, yeah. <laughs> about about what would you put Austin Ortiz's height at? Just for the people listening, so they have a five a, five five five. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Eric Dyer. He was you know he was converted from like defensive mid there, and I and I don't think Harry Winks. I'm sorry to say I don't think he's ready to play. You know, a defensive mid full time next to. Yeah, uh, I, I do have to apologize. Eric Dyer, according to Wikipedia, is six two. What? What? Right? But he plays like he's he's five eight, five nine. Doesn't he, he seem like he's yeah? That he is why I, I I apologize to Spurs fans and to Eric Dyer himself. But you look like a small motherfucker. Yeah. Right. So if I were yeah, if I were to guess they're back, their back three yeah. would be probably that Romero kid that they got um recently from I don't know what club they got him from. They uh actually Ju- Juventus. Wow, he was with Juventus. Uh, Romero, Romero, Dyer, and probably 
Ben Davies maybe, and then like Regulon and Emerson Royale on the outside. I think Ben Davies is more of a wing back, isn't he? You you think, but I I mean to to fill in the center back roles, he is. He's on the left hand side, but to like I don't yeah. I can't think of any other center backs unless like I, it could, Robinson it could Sanchez. Work. Yeah, I mean Devin Sanchez is is you know. He's, uh, at least on FIFA, he's their best defender. Right. In real life, he's serviceable. I mean, he made quite a, he made some errors in the North London Derby. I think that's kind of put him on the, in the dog house. But again, with Conte, you don't know who's going to be playing now because mm-hmm. new manager, new players coming. I just don't think, like you said, they have the back pieces for it. They have the, I think the they depth. have enough up front. Or the depth. Yeah, exactly. that too. That too. So they don't scare me, but... I mean, how much better can they be? Do you think, uh, you know, w- w- do you think we'll see a little boost these these first few weeks? I think the schedule's pretty kind to him, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Um, and and that's a good way to get him started, get his system going, I guess. But uh, I don't know. By Christmas time, we'll, we'll get a really good read. <laughs> so is he managing yeah, I, against Vitesse today? Later well, today? Uh, today? No, today is today Wednesday, being, technically. Today being Thursday when the pods are... Uh, I don't know. I assume so, but, yeah. man, Chelsea B team might uh, might beat up on him again. <laughs> we'll have to see. Yeah, uh, that'll be... I, yeah, that'll actually, be uh, you know, Vitesse does not have any Chelsea loanies this year. Oh, wow. What yeah. a turn of events. What a turn of <laughs> I events. Know. It went for, right. Like, I think Vitesse had, like, one... Chelsea Loney, and then two the next year, then three, then four, then five or something. And then I think it, it kind of, they kind of ended. They wanted to make their own identity, but, but still. <laughs> Makes sense. I, I, I wouldn't bet on Tottenham in that game. Yeah, against Vitesse? No. Yeah, it might take a while to get the system into. We'll, we'll have to see. New manager boost versus new system. Uh, see what happens. Yeah. See who he's resting. They have a game on the weekend, too, that's kind of important as well. So, um, we'll see how that goes. Ole lives another day. He was fucking wild. <laughs> he was saved by, we'll talk more about him being saved again, uh, God. today or yesterday for those listening, but, but let's talk about first this Tottenham match. Is this a good recovery for Manu or were they kind of playing a, a wounded duck kind of team in Tottenham that's been struggling bad? I don't know. That's, that's tough. <laughs> I th- it's definitely a good result for United playing away at Tottenham, like any, any top six team, which you have to consider Tottenham a top six team, you yeah. play away and you get points. That is a big dub for another, another top six team. So mm-hmm. especially a three nil win at Tottenham. And I mean, Tottenham, as, yeah. yeah, go ahead. And as teams, and as like us being fans of you, Chelsea, New Arsenal keeps Ole in charge. I'm good with that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, look at what happened to well, we'll get to it later, but United against Atalanta today. Mm-hmm. But yeah, <laughs> so it, yeah, we'll, it, honestly, it's a it's a Ronaldo factor. I, oh God, I yeah, I don't know. This man it's, just keeps saving him. I, I forget if you tweeted it or if you sent it to our to our group text, but the the roller coaster of both Arsenal and Man United, like uh-huh. the Man United roller coaster, is fucking wild right now. <laughs> That's true. Like, you, you lose the most embarrassing game you've lost in decades against Liverpool. And you're like, okay, Ole has to be the fire, fired after this. Then you go out and you win 3-0 at Tottenham. Okay, Ole is fine. Just give him time. He just have to, whatever. And then you go, you need a night injury time uh, goal in Champions League to even like against Atalanta. 
the fourth best Italian team. Like, like a shot outside the box from Ronaldo to even like keep pace in your group in Champions League. Yes. <laughs> it's just it's just fucking wild. Like United fans just have to have whiplash at this point. It, for for those that know their little little sign graphs, it, it's higher frequency. It's a smaller period for this the up and down roller yeah. coaster that United has. Arsenal's is a little longer. It goes, you know, it's it's more stretched out. Um, I'm I'm at the top. I'm I'm ready to fall. But but United, it's like <laughs> within the week you can be at the both the top and the bottom. It's banana land. So um, more bad news for them coming in. Veron looks like he might be out for a while, which which doesn't Has he played well. at all. Yeah, he he has he's stepped in a few times, but yeah, he has been quite injured and it kind of yeah. hurts because Harry Maguire to me has been utterly disappointing this season. Uh, a lot of United fans I've read on Twitter and I've heard on TalkSport just wanting him to be removed as the captain. And, yeah, and you know, I don't know what he's on. Yeah, and, and he plays like and if, if if Harry Maguire plays like this, uh, Eric Bailly, you know, would need to step up somehow or Lindelof and and man, they're just not cutting it. So that and that defense has given up so many goals. There was a chart, shout out Steve sent out a while, uh, you know, I think United has given up the second most goals since maybe the, in, the, in the last 20 games overall. And I think like Norwich is the only one that has more or something like that. It was, it was a wild stat. Um, the the 5-0 loss to Liverpool doesn't help. That's true. But also Arsenal was first on that list and they lost 5-0 to City. <laughs> So, <laughs> yeah. you know, you know, you have your, you have your, you have one mulligan and then pew. Um, but yeah, so uh, at the footy corner to let us know what you think about Conte, let us know uh, how much longer Ole's in charge. Um, I just, like I said, I just hope he makes it to no a couple, few more weeks. We play him, I think, in early December. So I, I think both Arsenal and Chelsea play United here before the uh, before the winter break or before Christmas. That's true. You guys play him uh, November twenty eighth. We play him on December second. Is Ole still around then? They're, they're the only uh, top top six, and I say that in quotation marks, team that Chelsea has left that we haven't mm-hmm. played yet. Yeah. And is Ole going to be around when that match is played? I think so. Okay. So I think so. I, I don't think, yeah. If, oof, man. <laughs> yeah. I, I, think he, I think he lasts till the end of the season. Okay. All right. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see how the roller coaster does Ole. We'll see how he does. United, I, I have them at least lasting till Christmas. Then I'll have to reassess. Uh, but yeah, you're, you're probably right. Uh, but let's jump to the top of the table. So a lot of managerial drama going on. Uh, we'll revisit that later. But let's jump to the top of the table. And actually, I want to talk about a result that was a little frustrating to our resident Manchester City fan, Jeff, who disappeared on <laughs> Messenger and Facebook shortly after this. Uh, City 0, Palace 2. Zaha scoring before the Laporte red card. Gallagher, Chelsea Loney, scoring after the, the Laporte red card. Uh, I don't know. Did you get a chance to see the red card? He was, it was a player. Oh, you did. It was a player pulled down on the break uh, by Laporte. Yeah, I'm, I'm scratching my head. I'm confused because you said go to the top of the table and Chelsea's at the top of the table. Not, <laughs> well, not around, Man City. thereabouts, the top three. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I know. Uh, uh, I didn't really watch much of the match. Um <laughs> I saw, I saw the penalty. I was watching the Liverpool match and they'd cut into the city match at the end of the half and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I don't know the, the full range of the match or whatever, but I mean, Palace fans have to be real happy with Patrick Fiera, right? Yeah. Yeah. We'll start there actually. So 
Uh, Patrick Vieira, I think he's doing something to get this team to buy in. I think there has to be something said, you know, the results he's getting against big sides. I mean, just off the top of my head, I remember that they beat Tottenham pretty handily there, even though that was at home. Yep. They got the draw at Arsenal, who, you know, is a team right now, a full strength Arsenal. The first three games will throw out the window, yeah. a better Arsenal. And then now this win at City, even though they, even though City had the red card and had more possession, you got it. I mean, something has to be said for defending and hitting mm-hmm. on the counter like they did in the sixth minute when it was 11 on 11 with Wolf Zaha. Uh, you know, they're, they're gaining an identity under Vieira. And he, for someone that failed at Nice, for someone that failed at New York yeah. City, He's yeah, doing I outstanding mean, at Palace. I, I had low, low, low expectations for Vieira. After, mm-hmm. like you said, he 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 was terrible, terrible in Lagoon. And he yeah. he, I mean, you go, you take him to the MLS, like, okay, maybe maybe this is a world class footballer. He knows football. MLS can't be that hard, right? And he 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 sucked ass to be honest. At what was it NYCFC? Yes. Yep. Yeah. They, they were terrible. And, yeah. and to come into the Premier League, the hardest league, the, the deepest league of them all, and, and take over Crystal Palace, who doesn't exactly have the, the squad talent or squad depth that you would hope for, and he's getting good results. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, I, and that's a so, team that I, I believe is on the rise. I'm not even considering them for relegation. Anymore. No, not at all. No, <laughs> I think they're safe. Hopefully I didn't give the footy corner kiss of death. Uh, <laughs> how do you feel about, feel about Connor Gallagher? He, he has been fantastic. I'm, I, first of all, I'm glad Palace is actually playing because North city are little fucking shitheads and they're not playing. Um, <laughs> I'm blanking on his name. Billy Gilmore. Uh, Gilmore. Gilmore. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. He you not think Gilmore at all. Didn't Tuchel have to like reassure him? It's okay, like, you'll be okay. Like they're going to save him in January. Gilmore might get recalled at in January. Yeah. Yeah. Cause yeah. Gilmore, Gilmore. I mean, if you watch him play again, well, I won't get into Gilmore. So it's great to see Gallagher being valued by palace because of how good he is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I don't know if you know about Frank Kelly. I just have to mention this because I saw this pretty, it was pretty funny on Twitter. Frank Kelly, who I think is a, he's in the UK. He has a check mark. Um, I should have looked more up. He said, uh-huh. our Academy player, Connor Gallagher, who is on loan at Crystal Palace compared to a hundred million pound player, Jack Grealish this season, <laughs> both have played uh-huh. nine games, both have two assists, but Gallagher has three goals to Grealish's one. <laughs> and then some lad replied to him, I mean, this is, it was kind of funny. So I'm sorry. I apologize in advance. Brian said your Academy player, Connor Gallagher also has more goals assists than your hundred million pound player, Romelu Lukaku. Yeah. Self-awareness, please. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I, I, I can appreciate that. Yeah. I mean, also, it, Gallagher plays a completely different position true. for a different team. It, it's not a one-to-one comparison. True. Yeah. I just thought that was, but, that was pretty yeah, funny. That, 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 that is a, the top-notch response. <laughs> good banter. But, uh, yeah, yeah, it is good banter. Watch Palace. They're fun. They got they got fast wingers, as, as they say in Ted Lasso. And, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and, and Connor Gallagher's yeah. fun up the middle. And Edward and Benteke scoring goals these days, too. So yeah, Ed, Edward was a great signing. Mm-hmm. One of they're the top just, signings so far this year. Yeah, they're fun to watch. Uh, and then the last thing I want to say about City before we move on, uh, does this this result, does it show, like, I mean, we 
they run a few good results and like, oh, they're back. Then they, they'll drop something like this. Does this show some vulnerability? Or I have a theory. I've said it from day, well, this year, I guess, that why is Laporte playing over Stones? So does this kind of screw yeah. us all? Because Stones will now probably come in for Laporte and he's better than him. <laughs> yeah. Wait, is but, Laporte the one that switched to Spain? Um. Oh, someone did. Yes, from France. Because he's from the Basque region of France. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So he's Spanish. Yeah, that's why. Um, yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, well, uh, Stones, we'll, we'll see. I mean, there's a reason Pep chose Laporte over Stones. So maybe yeah. Stones is just as bad. I don't know. Yeah. I don't think so. I think Stones is better than Laporte. Mm-hmm. But I'm eh. All I'm saying is, after all this razzle-dazzle, all this making fun of that Jeff did, Arsenal's only three points, three points behind you, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> We're only three points behind City. Yeah. That's, all, that's all I got to say. Um, you know, So another team that stumbled a little bit, Liverpool 2-2 draw with Brighton. Henderson and Mane scored early. Looked like it was going to be another big romping. I mean, because Liverpool had won two straight at 5-0. Then Mwepu scores for Brighton before the break gives him some life. I still was like, eh, I, I would hammer Liverpool if I was betting. And then Trissard equalizes. Yeah. Like, wh- you know, what to me, and I brought this up with Arine too, and, and he mentioned Fabinho is the one that would stop this. Fabinho is injured right now. I mean, I've seen an issue. This is the third time this season I've seen Liverpool build a lead or, or like the Brentford game. They kept building the lead, Brentford tied it. They kept building Brentford, tied, Atletico built a 2 nothing lead. Atletico tied it before Griezmann kicked someone in the head. And then this game, they, they build a 2 nothing lead and Brighton equalizes and they come out with the draw to Anfield. Is this a worrying trend? Yes, mm-hmm. I think so. Yeah. Uh, I mean, they, they, they might have quieted doubters today in Champions League. Very good result there, yes. Yes, which we'll get to. <laughs> but, <laughs> and again, Brighton was a top five team when Liverpool played against and they still are, I think. That's true. They, well, not even how they, they were. Uh, oh no, they dropped down to eighth. We passed them. But, shout out. Yeah. United, <laughs> Arsenal and Wolves passed them on goal differential, but, but mm-hmm. still there, Brighton is not a, uh, it's not the team that they were two years ago where it was a guaranteed win, a relegation fodder team. Mm-hmm. They're a tough team. However, <laughs> A team the caliber of Liverpool that just beat United 5-0 should not be drawing 2-2 to Brighton at home. Yeah. Yeah. So I I think that speaks more about Liverpool failing in in this. this, It's not a big game, but it's an important game. Mm -hmm. And they failed. It speaks more to them failing than, than Brighton succeeding, I think. Yeah, it, 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 to me, that's why it's worrying. It's like Brighton. I saw it against Brentford. They didn't let up against Man United because that's mm-hmm. a game they're like, oh, we're going to kick the shot. And they did not yeah. take the foot off the you know, and, and even today to an extent with, with Atletico. But like Brighton, Brentford, like you shouldn't, you know, something. Is it, you know, is it because they see that as a lesser team, they take the foot off? Also, I did, like I said, the trend was in both games, they didn't have Fabinho. Fabinho was there today. Um, and if he's that important... Uh, you know, maybe it's important to have like a a backup, you know, that would that would kind of fill his role that, would, you know, because they're able to stop the bleeding before. So 
I don't know. It's um, depth, man. It's yeah, I mean, depth. That's the only that's the only worry I have about them. Otherwise, they're a fun team to watch. Arena, Arena have been has been screaming about Liverpool's squad depth, but <laughs> how do you how do you explain a two two draw to Brighton at home when you when, when your most important player is out? There you go. So Arin at the footy. Well, he doesn't have to be at the footy corner too. He'll probably come on next week yeah. and, and be ready. Uh, or at our next panel, we got to have you guys go at it. Actually, our next panel. Is not too far from too, it, yeah. Couple weeks. couple games week game weeks, yeah. yeah. Yeah, this this week, and then we go international break, and then yeah. uh, I'll roll out the one we usually roll out the week, you know, the one before we come back, so we can talk about the U.S. a little bit. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that'll be fun. We'll get we'll get the band back together, but yeah, it's just you know just a match that you know I don't know I you see what happens, and now they're they're still in second, uh, but now three points separate them from the top team who we'll talk about now Chelsea, your boys. Um, those results opened for them to get a three-point lead. Newcastle nil, or the MBS is mm-hmm. nil. Chelsea uh, three, <laughs> scoring all their goals from 65 and on. Reese James had a couple yep. in, in 12 minutes. Jorginho put the icing on the cake with a pen. Uh, you watched the match. Um, I didn't watch the match, but I was I was following the score. I, I had okay. some family stuff to do, I think. Fair. So Saturday I was morning, say, yeah. <laughs> Halloween, Halloween bullshit. Oh, yeah, you're right. So I'll ask you this then. On a scale of one to ten, right now as it stands, how comfortable are you with ten being very like, oh, we're gonna win the league? Obviously, I don't. Oh, I don't think you're there. One, we're totally fucked. I'm, I'm not confident. You know, how comfortable are you with this three point lead atop the table in mind? And I, I remember this. You've played, like you said, five of those big six already in your first round yeah. of matches, which have nine left in them. So I, I don't know if it's because of, of guys like Irene and Steve that are getting in my ear saying how good Liverpool is and how, how good City is and, and how how Chelsea isn't really as good as they are, or as good underlying statistically as they are on in the table. And I, I, I've seen, you know, I follow some uh, soccer guys on Twitter that are saying, like, you know, Chelsea are are not as good as their underlying stats or they're better than their underlying stats. You know, mm-hmm. that, that gives me pause, I guess, for my confidence in Chelsea, but okay. I don't know. It, it, it seems it, it's like, it's like uh, the Conte year, Conte, mm-hmm. uh, the coach, not the player. I can't think of his first name. Jesus. Which one? Antonio, Con- Antonio Conte, yes, coach, not Angolo. Yeah, that, yeah, that that season where it was like, it was kind of on a knife edge where you were playing and you were just getting results and it's like, okay, this is a good result, another great result, another good result. Like, but is it really that great of a, a result? Are we getting lucky? And then it just kept going for the whole season. It, it kind of feels like that this year, where it's like mm-hmm. we're just doing really well. We we're not doing exactly as people expected us to do. We're doing it differently, but it, the results speak for themselves. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I guess to answer your question on a scale of one to 10, how comfortable am I with the lead? Like, um, I guess, I guess like a six or seven. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I, I'm kind of a, a pessimistic sports fan in general. So I can see the bottom dropping out and, and just going on a bad, bad run of results against shit teams 
actually beat all the good teams. But <laughs> the, how we've played this season against everyone should prove that we're a good team. Yeah. I, I think better to be in that position than not, first of all. Right? Yeah, I mean, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you'd rather be in the first than not. So that's always nice to be in that position. And then, like you said, I think what's happening is they had so many big games and so many impressive results, you know, to open the season. Um, you know, when, when you guys, well, you first took us out, you drew at Liverpool uh, after going down to 10 men, you beat Tottenham, which, you know, I guess now everyone's battering Tottenham, but you know, Hey, it looks like a good win at the time. It's a big win. Um, you know, you had just one stumbling block so far to this point, yeah. uh, you know, and, and maybe people are thinking, Whoa, this team, they have all these wins and, 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 you know, it's not flashy, but three, nothing gets the job done. You know, the yeah. week, you know, the, the few matches before, I mean, you, it was a seven, nothing, seven nil Norwich, um, five nil against Melmo. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so yeah. It, it was, it was that one nil win against uh, Brentford where, mm-hmm. where we got the, got the one goal lead and then they just fucking poured it on and Edward Mendy saved our ass and mm-hmm. people are like, oh, Chelsea sucks. Brentford should have scored. They should have won. They had 2.5 XG against Chelsea's like 0.7 or whatever. It's like, it doesn't fucking matter. We won one nil. Yeah. And and when that's the sign of a team, when you can when you maybe don't have your best performance and you pull the win, or mm-hmm. or like we saw there, play defensive and see the match out. And I'm sure, you know, there were moments of that match I didn't see, but I'm sure that within that one nil moment that they're defending. They had one or two counterattacks. I bet that they, you know, you're probably sitting there thinking, man, they should have scored on that one. Cause I, I've seen yeah. that happen before in, in, our, in some of our games. Well, it hap- I mean, it happened yesterday against Malmo. I mean, yeah. we won one nil. So it's like, mm-hmm. Oh shit. You only won one nil against this fucking Swedish team, <laughs> but we had two or three chances that we, we missed. Like I know Pulisic, Pulisic. Who's back. Pulis- yeah, Pulisic. Yeah. Is Pulisic? He's back. He played twenty minutes or so. He he scuffed a shot in the injury time. That uh-huh. sh- it was basically open net, and he scuffed it. So it could have should have been two nil, which would have helped a little bit. But but still, a win's a win. Uh, first place is first place. You, you can't deny. Um, since we're talking about Chelsea, I'll bring up this stat, which. I might misquote because I haven't been able to, to find it again. I don't. I saw it on Reddit and I, I've been looking for it, but I can't find it. I think since Tuchel has, has taken over Chelsea, they have nine more clean sheets than any other club in the top five leagues in all competitions. Wow. That's what you call sound defense. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We've given up three goals this year. And only wow. one of them is from open play. Wow. Jeez. <laughs> yeah. Well, there you go. Can't get open and, play. And, and we're a third of the way through the season. Yeah. So, yeah. And, and they've played, like we said, five of the big teams. So let's see how it continues. You know, it's, it, you know what it is? It's because it's not the headline result. You know, a lot of times, because all this stuff's going on with Olay, all this stuff's going on with, with this and that. So I think, uh, you know, maybe, and it's also maybe not as flashy as like a Liverpool or a city. Um, but anyway, that's a team to watch for. Obviously they're in first place. Uh, you guys are playing well. Uh, I, I want to bring up Newcastle briefly because mm-hmm. there was more talk. There's, there's a flavor of the week every week, but 
But this one was really close to happening, and it would have been incredible for the pot. Uh, you know, just a couple days ago, I mean, this coming in November 2nd, uh, there was an exclusive from David Ornstein. When David Ornstein puts out a, a tweet, everyone listens, and it said, Newcastle managers searched down to the final two. Unai Emery, our boy, and Eddie Howe, Emery preferred candidate, will come down to whether Newcastle are prepared to meet his personal terms, pay us the sort or money he was on at Arsenal, and compensation to Villarreal for $6 million would have had to happen. Then all these people are jumping on it, saying it's going to happen. And I actually, when I was prepping this episode, <laughs> what do we think of Unai Emery to Newcastle? And then, luckily, usually on recording day, I get I get so crazy bogged down. I honestly, and I'm going to admit this, on the day of recording usually, have not seen any news that day. But today, I took a peek, and it's a damn good thing I did because Unai Emery released a statement turning down the Newcastle United job and said, for all the noise there was yesterday in another country, within the club, there has been transparency and loyalty with the Roig family and with my staff. That, for me, is most important. That means at Villarreal. Villarreal is my home, and I'm 100% committed to the club. Honestly, I'm grateful for the interest shown by a great club, but I'm also even more grateful to stay here, and I've communicated to Fernando Roig my decision to want to continue as part of this project, and for the commitment and respect that I've received from the club and my players, it is mutual and reciprocated. So... Unai Emery is not coming back. It would have no, been amazing. No, no uh, Unai. <laughs> so this is a I, yeah. team that's that's linked to all these managers, and one by one, it's just not happening. And 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 you look at the table, and mate, at this point, I think they need to find a manager that's willing to take like a half year job to keep them up, then go back for Unai in the summer, go for like someone else that's maybe quote unquote bigger in the summer. But you know, you look at Newcastle, mate, they are they're sitting in the relegation zone. Yeah. So um, I don't know any thoughts on, I was going to say on Unai Emery, but that's past um, on who they should look at for manager. I know we discussed last week on the show with Arine, but do you have any thoughts? Big Sam, bring back Big Sam. Yes, I would love it. I would love <laughs> Big Sam to come back. And he's I, he, yeah. he wouldn't have any issues working for the shady Saudi Arabians either. <laughs> sure wouldn't. That's why he was ousted as the England manager. But yeah, uh, Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So keep your eye out on uh, them and see if our boy Unai. Newcastle has not won a game. I didn't even realize that. No, correct. They've drawn four, but they haven't won a single game. Only them and Norwich have not won a game. Exactly. That is wild. (laughs) Horrendous. Um, (laughs) How does a fucking Middle Eastern Saudi prince or whatever choose Newcastle as a team he wants to take over that hasn't won a game. I'd, I'd rather be uh, fucking Ryan Reynolds and Rob McElhinney taking over Wrexham than <laughs> Mohamed bin Salman, whatever the fuck his name is. MBS he must have loved gold. MBS, yeah. He must have been a big goal guy. I don't know what to say. Uh, uh, moving <laughs> on to a team that had similar issues to Newcastle in the first three games, but since then haven't seen an, a defeat in all competitions, mind you. Um not talking about Leicester, they lose at home, zero, Arsenal two, getting two quick goals from Gabrielle and Emil Smith-Rowe, um, and then pretty much saw the match off. Like, after they scored, they they sat back and then had their moments where they could have scored a third. Um, really, the story of this, and it's kind of funny, you talked about that Chelsea match that they scored early and then defended and Edward Mendy was a star. I mean, this might have been Aaron Ramsdale's coming out party. You know, I, I'm yep. sure you've seen the, the free kick save he had on Madison. Oh, my God, rounds. that was incredible. Yeah, <laughs> could, could be save of the year. Um, he's being lauded yeah. for distribution. Um, 
I mean, the guy had a great game and, and I've said it, I've said on the pod and I've said it in chats, you know, Arane asked me what I thought about Ramsdale. He needs to do it. If he keeps doing this, he can be talked up there. This is early. I mean, you know, this was a good performance. You got to do it over and over and over again. He's, um, he's done it before though. He was, he was uh Sheffield's. Yeah. He's been, he's been actually, so the last two teams he played for the knock was they got relegated the year he goaltended for him, but he was also both teams oh, yeah. players of the year, Sheffield yeah. and Bournemouth. <laughs> so, yep. um, comes in well, 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 when you play for Sheffield and Bournemouth, you face a lot of shots. So you get a lot of experience saving shots. Exactly. Well, then when you play, when you, when you go to a big team like Arsenal, you have that experience. You're not going to face as many shots and you're going to save more or right. save a higher percentage. Yep. And when yeah. you do face those shots, you, you remember, you go back and you're like, Oh, I remember how this felt. Yeah. <laughs> so um, yeah. Arsenal, good run of form here. Um, mm-hmm. I want to play a stat out here. Emil Smith Rowe now has four goals in his last seven matches, whereas he had 34 and 33 last season. Um, a part of the key, I think, in this team having to turn this around was a player like him stepping into that role and not only advancing the ball, but being able to put it in the net when he has his chances. And and he's taken them and they've had this good run of form. Uh, you know, my question to you is, uh, you know, is this something to look into now that all their players are healthy? The Ben White and Gabrielle combo in, in center back position have not lost a game, knock on wood. Uh, and the team, for the most part, they've had those trip up games. They didn't look great against Brighton. Obviously didn't look great against Palace, but they look good elsewhere. Can they, you know, they're sitting in sixth. Are they one of the teams to talk about amongst them? West Ham United even for, for that four spot. Are they, are they now becoming a contender for that? Yeah, I think so. Like you said, Ben White and Gabrielle, that's that's a real good center back pairing for your four back system. And then you throw in party there. A healthy party is a game changer, I think. Yes. It, it gives them that that sense of comfort in, in the back that mm-hmm. they can take more chances going forward. Yes. With, with Smith Rowe or um Saka or Bakayo Saka mm-hmm. and obviously Aubameyang and I don't know if, uh, you know, whoever else. Odegaard too. Yeah. Um, yep. Odegaard has looked really good the last couple of games. Yeah. It allows the, them to the, the creative play. Yeah. yeah. They're, they're more creative. They're more free in attack because they have that solid defense that they can count on. And it, it's mm-hmm. a, a mentality thing. And I think it's huge for a team like Arsenal. And I yeah. think as long as they stay healthy, they'll keep going. Yeah. And I, and I, I you know, I, I also feel the same, like, and I get tricked every year when they have a good October and, and they, and, and it's going to be a little more difficult heading into November here. They have a, you know, Liverpool and United on the road. Um, and, and, you know, you, well, United at this point, you may hope for something from it. You know, the Liverpool one, you just want them to compete. But to me, this is a team um, that's coming together and I'm going to go back to early in the year when everyone made fun of them. Uh, two things people made fun of. One obviously was their form and the other was their transfers. They had the highest transfer payment and everyone sits there and says, all these players. Well, first of all, I'm going to address it again. I, I might've, this might be redundant, but Ben White had COVID man didn't play the first, like he played, he missed two of the first three games. Um, I think Odegaard came in after those first two games or, or he came in for the third, for the third one there. Okay. Um, then you had Nuno Tavares, who's a backup left back. So he wasn't playing much at the time. All right. Um, then I'm working my way through. Um, we've talked about uh, Ramsdale. Leno was starting at the beginning of the year. 
Ramsdale was not getting time, but it was looked as a move for the future. So that one made sense. Uh, you know, we talk about some of these players, uh, Sambi Lakanga in midfield. Um, a lot of people, and I know Arine has mentioned that he's been impressed by his performances. He's had one or two games where, yeah, eh, didn't do great, but, you know, he came in, but he was behind Party and Shaka. Then you, the, the sixth guy is Tomiyasu, the Japanese guy they brought in after the first three matches. So these payments all came in. Everyone says, oh, these guys, none of them played. Add to it, Gabriel and Party were injured the first three matches. Now enter this last game against Leicester. Let's see who let's see who finished on the pitch for Arsenal. First of all, Party and Gabriel were healthy. Party's been looking great. Gabriel scores. Now hear me out here. The, the guys we bought, Ransdale was in goal, man of the match performance. Nuno Tavares, Tierney's been injured for two, three weeks. Has anyone noticed? Because Nuno Tavares, no, because he's filled in. He's done a hell of a job. Tomiyasu's playing right back. He's done very serviceable. He's done great. He's had one or two stinkers, but he's been pretty good outside that. Lokanga's in midfield because Shaka got uh, injured. So he's been filling in for him. You know, you look down the line of that, and and even the guys that got subbed on, Odegaard came in to end the matches, you said, looked pretty good. So all six of those guys finished on the pitch <laughs> that they bought. Yep. That everyone was like, well, you know what? And, and, and they've played a big role in this. So... I decided to give my little rant there. I'm going to end at that end at that point. I think we can. I think we can compete. I'll drink the Kool Aid, um, not for the title, <laughs> but for fourth. Oh, it's fourth yeah. shaky. I mean, to me, if you were to have, if you put a gun to my head, said pick fourth right now, I'm going West Ham. <laughs> but I'd say we're right there. I put yep. us with them, you know. And and uh, you could put what Man United there. Maybe you know Tottenham. Maybe under Conte can can battle. Um, yep. And that's really what I have. And Leicester, unless they wake up. Maybe, maybe not. So, um, I, I do have to say, I had no idea Kolasinac, Kolasinac, was still on Arsenal. He went to he went to Schalke, got him relegated, got chased out of the fucking town. Apparently, he ran all the way back to London. I had no idea he was still in fucking Arsenal. Mate, we can't get rid of him. I think Arsenal tried to, oh my God. to take him, and they fucking couldn't do it, man. Uh, yeah, you know what's funny. <laughs> You didn't remember he played for them. When he came in, half our fan base was like, he still plays for us. <laughs> so, hey, that's not just you right there. That's wild. But, um, yeah. but yeah, let's let's move on to another team that we mentioned there. Top four team, in my opinion, West Ham, 4-1. 4-1 battering at Villa. Uh, ben Johnson scoring the goal, the goal early. Ollie Watkins equalized. And then the avalanche came. Declan Rice. Kansa gets a red card for doing the same thing Laporte did. And the same thing. Uh, someone for Leicester didn't got away with it, yep. by the way. Saying. Uh, oh, who was that? Which defender was it? Uh, Evans, Johnny Evans. The yeah, Johnny, yep, Johnny Evans. Yep. No, that's Phil Jones. Oh, my God. It was Johnny Evans, but yes, yeah. Phil Jones is the, he's the face. Guy. Uh, and then, yeah, Fornals and Bowen finishing the scoring. West Ham, man. You know, my question about that, I mean, they, they are keeping it up. I'm waiting. Yeah, granted, they play a game today, and then – and then they're going to play this weekend. So I'm really interested to see how they perform after Europa. But God damn, they are, you know, they're one of those teams. First of all, let's talk about Death and Rice. Do you think he'd be getting more attention if he's one on the, on the quote, big six teams? <laughs> he will be next year. <laughs> You're, you are salivating to get him at Chelsea. He, uh, he and Mason Mount are best fucking friends. So mm-hmm. he better be at Chelsea next year. How much is Daddy take- Roman? Is, how much is Daddy Roman going to drop on him? A hundred million. There you go. It's possible. I mean, he is a hundred million player right now. Yeah. 
you know, um, I'm hoping we can get them for just a hundred million. <laughs> well, uh, we'll that, that'd be, that'd be wild, but it's possible. And then, you know, you look at it, uh, how long can they keep this up? I guess my question is, are they maybe becoming what Lester has become in that kind of, you know, well, if Lester's always gotten fourth and then failed at the end of the year and then go to Europa league, but you know, West Ham on that cusp of joining the top, but maybe not there. Or I don't know. Do you think they're screwed when Declan Rice leaves? <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, maybe the, if Declan, Declan Rice leaves, they might be screwed. But this—he's not going to leave this year. He's going to be there this season. I don't well, think yeah, he's moving in January. What? What? But, yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I remember a couple years ago, five, four or five years ago, they finished seventh. I think he got Europa League, and then the mm-hmm. next year they they got overwhelmed. Um, expectations were high. They moved into their new Olympic stadium. I think they, they crashed out of Europa League even before group stage. Mm-hmm. Um, but so I was kind of expecting the same this year. Like, oh, they're in, they're in Europe again. Too many fixtures, not enough squad depth. Oh man, they they are surprising me. They're they're doing really well in their their Europa League group. I think. Um, could be wrong there, but. Uh, see, I mean, the, the, the results speak for themselves. Yeah. I mean, they are, and it's a team that you don't think can rotate much. And that's, that's why I wonder, that's why I still wonder, can they be the next Lester? I want also the listeners no. at the footy corner to let us yeah. know because, okay, even, so let's say they sell Declan Rice. I'm just going to throw this scenario out there because with him, to me, it's clear they're near the top, uh, you know, top yeah. four ish. Uh, you throw Declan Rice out. My question is, do they become like the team they just murdered, you know, uh, being Aston Villa, who Jack Grealish goes, and we're seeing huge deficiencies, even though they buy people. Or Leicester lost Conte, they lost Mahrez, and and now they're still still around every year. So which direction, I guess, would you you see West Ham going? Because they've made good buys, you know, Ben Rama. I think think that, uh, I mean... Who knows, but I, given what they've done in the last two years, I think they continue to do the same. If mm-hmm. if they have to sell Declan Rice for 100 million pounds or whatever it is, 120 million is what it might group, uh, creep up to if they do continue to do well this year, I think they will invest that money smartly. Mm-hmm. And I think they will continue to be a top eight team. Um, and, and just to correct myself, I, I am very wrong. They're dominating their group in the yeah. League. They're 3 and 0 with seven goals, four, and zero against. Yeah. Against Dinamo Zagreb, decent team. Rapid mm-hmm. Vienne, another decent team, Euro- European competition-wise. And uh, Genk, the uh, Belgian team. All three of those teams are not I, – I mean, Irene would call them farmer teams – <laughs> but in their respective leagues, they're typically really competitive, like competing for the title of the Croatian league, the Austrian league and the Belgian league. Mm-hmm. And West Ham is dominating that. Yeah. And they're getting good results in England. Mm-hmm. They beat Man City in league cup. Yes, they did. The, the first team to beat Man City in five years. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So they uh, they are forced to be reckoned with, and and you know I I said che- earlier Chelsea have already played the top five of the top six teams. 
Well, Chelsea's one of those six teams, so they can't play themselves. But they still have games against West Ham, which is going to be a tough game. They have games against Leicester and uh, Brighton. Mm-hmm. Those three teams, they're top 10 teams. They're going to be difficult for Chelsea. So it's not totally a cakewalk until Christmas for Chelsea because of teams like West Ham that are looking damn good, especially under, um, what's his name? Um, Moise. Moise. Yeah, Moise. <laughs> yeah, I mean, West Ham is a perfect team for Moise to to manage, I think. And mm-hmm. he's proving why. Yeah, he's doing a hell of a job. Uh, let us know at the footy corner what you think of West Ham. On the other side of the coin, we got Aston Villa. Uh, yeah. Villa, I, they're, they're falling apart a bit, man. They've, they've now conceded three-plus goals in three consecutive league matches for the first time since December of 2012 which they didn't even do in the year. Or I don't know if that was the year they were relegated. No, it wasn't the year they were relegated. No. So it was, um, that's pretty horrendous. Uh, you know, they internally, things may not be going as, as well as they, you know, seem as uh, in that department, their captain, Tyrone Mings was understood to be furious um, as he was dropped, you know, the decision to drop him 24 hours before the match, he was pissed off about it. He did get subbed in, I believe. Um, but you know, he he wasn't too happy with that decision. Um, and who knows if he was subbed in because of the red. But, hey, you know, uh, Dean Smith is doing what he can. He The fans, I, I know a few Villa fans, not happy with Dean Smith. A lot of people are, are going sour on these guys. Um, you know, what do they have to – you know, they have they have some ways to go to stay up here. They're, they're kind of toeing the line. Um, anything they can do to, to get going in the right direction to stay up? Because right now they're sitting in 15 – they're only three points safe from Burnley. I, I think their their talent and their depth is good enough that they'll stay above the, the shit teams like Norwich and Burnley and Watford. <laughs> there you um, go. I don't know what their schedule looks like, but I, I think it's just a matter of, of playing some easier teams. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, they've lost they four in a row at Tottenham, Wolves, at Arsenal, West Ham. Um have been those four losses. Now they'll go yeah. with uh, Southampton, Brighton, Palace. So, yeah. Yeah. Those, those are teams they should compete with. So let me get back to you after those three matches. There you go. I know that's, that's a, that's a cop out answer. Like, obviously things, yeah. things could change, but yeah, we'll, we'll see. It'll be tough to, to pick those matches in our picks. I think it will. And they'll need to perform well. Cause lurking after yeah. that are uh, city Leicester and Liverpool. So, uh, <laughs> Unlucky let, let me ask you a question. Tyler Mings, who, who does he remind you of in, in TV entertainment? Oh, Tyrone Mings. I don't know, mate. I, my, I, when I, when I see Tyrone Mings, I think of the dude from Ted Lasso, the, um, the guy that becomes captain. Oh yes. After, the center back. Yes. Um, Isaac, Isaac McAdoo. Yes. Is what his <laughs> name is. Yeah. I can see that. Right. I can okay. see that. He's the one that plays that they, you know, they took him out to the park to. Yes. No, so, sorry yes. with the spoilers there. Okay. Yes. <laughs> yep. yes he, he, we, we saw the last episode, like a night or two ago. Oh. So the latest yeah. one. So we won't give spoilers here, but oh my. Yes. <laughs> watch Ted Lasso. Yes. Watch Ted Lasso. Ne- yeah, next, episode, uh, next episode I'm on, which will probably be the panel in two weeks, three weeks, whatever. We will be spoiling Ted Lasso. So, hey, Arine, get on it. 
<laughs> He's, I think he has to watch the second season. Um, all right, so let's close out the the, the Premier League because we got some other good business to get to. Uh, Burnley three, Brentford one in somewhat of a shock. Wood, Loughton, and yeah. Burnett scoring. Uh, Godos, shout out Iran. Uh, the late goal for <laughs> Brentford. Uh, Watford nil, Southampton one. Shea Adams with the goal. Shout out to you for calling a Shea Adams goal. Picked him to score. Yep. Sure did. Yeah, Nor- picked, picked the wrong result, but whatever. That's true. Uh, Norwich won. <laughs> there was a lot of that, though. Norwich won, leads two. All the goals in this match within five minutes. Rafinha opening it. Uh, Omo Bamidele tying it for Norwich. Didn't know he existed. And then Rodrigo wins it uh, <laughs> for, for Leeds. Has Pookie scored this year, by the way? He... I, I have lost track of the Pookie music and he hasn't done, he scored one goal. I don't think, did he? Yeah, maybe one. Yeah, maybe one. Uh, uh, I don't know. <laughs> he's been bad. And then Wolves to Everton, one on Monday night football. Uh, Kilman and Raul scoring for Wolves early and they held off Everton late as Iwobi scored one and that was it for them. Um, of these four matches, anything stand out to you? Uh, it's just a Brentford result. I mean, I guess they're they're more of a home team than an away team. Mm-hmm. Um, oh yeah. And yeah, Everton are in crisis, and Wolves are Wolves are moving back up to where they uh, used to be. Yeah, you, and you say that about Brentford to an extent. I'm going to say this: Burnley's impressed me the last two three weeks, and I think a lot of it is on Maxwell Cornet, who's not a Burnley type player. That dude is so – I might start watching some Burnley matches because when he gets the ball, good things. He's like he's like what Adama Traore was like two years ago, like that enigma when he picked the ball up. Um, uh, to build on what you said about Wolves, uh, I agree. Wolves have been, have been playing some scintillating stuff. I know we've sort of mentioned it on the pod, but I finally have some statistics to back it up. Since the start of September, Wolves have picked up 16 out of 21 points – only two teams have gotten more. Who do you think those are? Chelsea and Arsenal. Yes, sir. Yep. Yeah. Chelsea, you nailed it. Chelsea yeah. have 18, winning six and only losing one in that span. And Arsenal have gotten 17 um, in that span. Um, so that, that means I'm, I'm looking at the tail one out. Wolverhampton have 16 points. So they were over in, in August. Yep. So were we? So, so, so is Arsenal. Oh yeah, yeah, right. Yep. <laughs> so two of the teams that remember we we're like, who's going to score first? And now, yeah. damn, those teams are both in the top half of the table. Yep. Both are in top I, seven. Yeah. Yeah. I want to again. I want to give a shout out to Wolves because that's one that you you didn't expect. You're like, oh, Bruno Lodge hot seat, but he's killing it now. Yeah. Um, and on the on the other end of it, like you said, Pookie hasn't scored. Norwich have two points in their last twenty Premier League matches. Um, that's eighteen losses and two draws for those counting at home. And they and it here's goes the back to two years ago when they were previously <laughs> yes, yeah. all under Daniel Farka, by the way. And yeah. and they haven't scored. This is the this is the most damning stat. They haven't scored more than one goal in any of their last 28 matches. <laughs> and if they in the Premier that, League. Yeah, Premier League, sorry, yes. And if they do that three more times, they're gonna break the record that was set by Wolves. Now listen to this time span between the years 1984 and 2003. Wolves won <laughs> 30 matches, which I'm assuming is when they went down and then came back up yeah. <laughs> without a goal, without more than one goal. So 19 years later, <laughs> do you think Norwich will break it? I think so. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Clearly. They stink. <laughs> All right. Uh, at the footy corner too, let us know what you think of the premier league. Let's move on to our around Europe segment um, around the uh, champions league. We have, um, we talked a little bit about some of them, but I'll just briefly go over the results. 
United drawing 2-2 at Atalanta. Ronaldo saving Ole again um, in that one. Um, uh, Let's see. We had Chelsea winning, as you said, uh, 1-0 over Malmo. Um, Even though City were tied with Bruges at one point, they won 4-1. And Liverpool winning 2-0, this time after scoring two, not giving up any more goals, and then watching another Atletico red card (laughs) occur. Um, anything stand out to you in these uh, these matches for the English sides? Any comments? Doesn't stand out. It, the United result doesn't really surprise me. Mm-hmm. Um, and and the other three one games they should have won. Liverpool look damn good in Champions League right now. Mm-hmm. I mean, they have a tough fucking group in Porto, Atletico, and AC Milan, and they're yep. they're the one of three teams, sorry, four teams that are 4-0-0. Yep, and they're they through. They have max points. They've oh, won the through. group. Oh, yeah, they have. They already, they, made, they even clinched the group. Oh, they yeah. can play their kids for the last two games. Yep. Okay, yeah, yeah. So that's an advantage they have. They can they can rest people for Premier League matches now. Yep. So That's true. Yeah, that, yeah, that's huge for them. And they're the only team that are like that. Mm-hmm. Yes, because all the others might be battling for second, and you know that's a big deal because you don't want to get drawn against another group winner. You don't want to get drawn against Liverpool. Yeah, yeah that's true. So, so, so that's huge. Yeah. Uh, again, it, when when you looked at the group, uh, you know they were in the group of death, to be honest. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it's proven to not be so because of how damn good Liverpool has been. Yeah. And that's where I'm going to give my shout out. To me, they're the best result out of the four yep. that are there. And I think obviously the worst one, we go back to Olay again, uh, Janaj Fjortoft. Uh, he used to play for Middlesbrough. I follow him on, on, on uh, Twitter because his, his son's an Arsenal fan. And um, <laughs> he's a good reporter, actually. He's, he, he talks to a lot of the big players. Uh, he says that Cristiano Ronaldo would have saved the Titanic. Um, after Ronaldo had <laughs> saved Ole. <laughs> um, and I'm sure you've seen it. And it's going to be the, I want to give the heads up to the listeners. I've already chosen, I, and this doesn't happen until the episode happens, but I've chosen the art for the Twitter, uh, for the episode. And it's that meme of um, of Squid Game, uh-huh. uh, which I've, today. I'm, not, as of, I, as I'm as only two and a half episodes in. As of today, I'm one and a half episodes. I saw the first okay. one just a little bit ago. Yep. But it's a scene from the very first episode. Uh-huh. Um, I'll give a spoiler here. It had, you know, where the guy gets it's the first saved. episode. Yeah, it's yep. the first oh, episode. Oh, oh, yep. Yep. And he's held up by, you know, the, the Indian lad. Yep. Um, and it's a picture of Ronaldo being the Indian lad and Ole being the guy. That <laughs> <laughs> so that will be the that'll be the picture for the episode. Oh, everyone that's yep. <laughs> Uh, I thought yep. I'm like this is perfect, so, and it's true. Ronaldo's just saving his ass. Yep. Uh, oh man, but yeah, you guys got a good result. Um, I think you guys are in pretty prime position as well with Juventus, obviously in that group. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it looks yeah, good. It, uh, get a win against Zenit, and we're through. Mm-hmm. And then, and then it's knockout, and it doesn't really matter that much whether you're first or second because all the top two teams are going to be good. Yeah, you basically just need a point and yes. get through. So even a draw. I will say all the top two teams, it doesn't matter because there are a couple of shit groups where it doesn't matter if you play first or second. Sure, there's one shit group. Group I'm looking at, Group G. <laughs> Red Bull, Salzburg, Lil, 
Wolfsburg and Sevilla. It doesn't matter if you're first or second in that group. That is the group that you want to play against, regardless, in, in the round of 16. That's Every the other one group. That, yeah, that's the yeah. one that Arine, sorry, I mean, called that a Europa League group. And, and I want yeah, to say one, <laughs> yeah. one more thing about them is that when, I mean, they've all played their fourth matches now, but when they were halfway through, Every match was a draw except for one. Just being that heads <laughs> yeah. up. Yep. Shout out uh, Jesse March, uh, coach yeah. for Red Bull Salzburg. Is he is he still the Salzburg coach or did he get promoted to Leipzig? Um, I think he got. I thought he got called up to Leipzig, but I my I mix up my Red Bull all yeah. the time. He did. So now it's uh, some German. Yeah. Okay. Uh, okay. So, uh, so Jesse. No, no shout out to Jesse March, whose <laughs> Leipzig team has is winless in Champions League. Oh God! <laughs> I rescind my shout out to Jesse March. There you go, <laughs> former Chicago Fire. Shout out to that. Um, yeah. So, so there's that uh, English team. Though I think all of them are not going. I think they're all safe to get through. They're all going to get through. Um, at, they're all know, in which, first place. Yeah. Well, you guys are in second. Oh shit! Yeah, sorry. Chelsea is the only English <laughs> team not and. Chelsea, yeah, I'm not worried about Chelsea. But yeah, all right. So they'll be through. Uh, out of all the matches that kind of happen, uh, looking at the results, what to you, I guess, well, there are two two categories I'm going to go over here. One is the best result out of all matches and the most shocking. Let's start with the most shocking. Out of today's and yesterday's matches, what was the most shocking result that you saw out there? My initial reaction is Ajax. Three mm-hmm. one over Dortmund in Dortmund, yes, is is shocking on paper, mm-hmm. but I mean Ajax has just been dominated, dominating that group. Mm-hmm. So maybe it shouldn't be that shocking. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess I'll say Leipzig drawing against PSG is shocking. PSG should have killed them. Uh huh. You know what's funny? I actually picked draw in your pick them because I had just I don't know I had a weird feeling. Yeah. Um, but, but, you know, I, I like your first pick of that, of that, um, Ajax because they have been a wagon, but man, didn't they clobber Dortmund for nothing like two weeks yep. ago. So I thought in my head, Dortmund's going to be pissed. They're surely going to wake up for this game. And it's just, yep. uh, you know, Hummels picks up a red early and then that was it. I mean, um, yeah, they, they still went ahead early three, uh, one nil and a, uh, Royce PK. They did. You're right. But and it took 72 minutes until Ajax equalized, and then two goals at the end. But they were done in by the Premier League alumni team of Dusan Tadic, <laughs> Seb Aller, and Davy Klassen, who also had his, uh, yes. he, he did have a short run at Everton. Tadic was City. Southampton. No, no, no. Southampton. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Oliver was West Ham and Carlson yeah. was Everton. Yeah. Everton. Yep. So, and, and Anthony, our boy from the other episode, assisted two of those goals. Yep. So, um, <laughs> I mean, yeah, I think that that qualifies as shocking. Uh, what to you yeah. is the best result? Liverpool. Yeah. Yeah. But to, to clinch, to, to move on and, and win, um, I'm going to pick another, just to, just to pick a different one. Um, and I know this is an unpopular one. Um, because we're all rooting for Sheriff. Uh, but I think Inter <laughs> yeah. winning at Sheriff, um, it really dented Sheriff's chances. And a team like Inter, who didn't come out of the gate so strong, um, now have second in the group. Uh, they have pretty decent control over, over that spot uh, because yeah. Sheriff now has to play 
Real Madrid at home that it's, I don't, I mean, they're already now, I think for, for the, for the sheriffs and then Shakhtar away. Um, I think with that win today, Inter put their chances to advance uh, to a much higher level. And as you know, all you got to do is get in. So uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I'll go with that. So uh, overviewing the standings real quick, you know, we, you mentioned it pretty much the teams that are through Liverpool are through and in first fully uh, through um, Bayern is through Uh we have Juventus has clinched and you said there were four, right? Is there another team that's clinched? No. Ajax is on the verge. Chelsea's but, on the verge. Um, yeah, Ajax, hasn't, Ajax hasn't clinched because Bord, uh, Dortmund and Sporting are both at six points. Correct. With, I mean, they're Although, effectively through, but mathematically they're not. Yes. Correct. Exactly. Some weird shit has to happen. Um, but yeah, so there's how it stands. Uh, not too many surprises going on um, there. So, uh, you know, interesting things. Big guns tended to win these matches. I just want to point yep. that out. Um, some small little things before we move on to our main segments, because I didn't want to talk too much. We have some really good good stuff set up here for Nance, Mount Rushmore. Um, Sergio Aguero, I don't know if you heard about this. He was uh, taken to the hospital with trouble breathing. They think yeah, there could I be a potential heart issue. Um, and, you know, again, some similar things going on to, to athletes, uh, you know, around the world these days. Um, so we, we hope for the best for him. Uh, it was a one, one draw against Alaves for, for Barcelona in their first match under this interim. So it's really tough, tough day and tough game. Um, any thoughts on Aguero? Do you think he should probably, I mean, he's had a good career. So I don't know. <laughs> uh, I'm glad he, uh, it, whatever happened, happened not on the pitch and that mm-hmm. he was taken to the hospital probably safely and without much drama as opposed to, you know, what happened to Erickson on the pitch. Right. It, the worst thing that could have happened would have been him collapsing with some heart issue in the middle of a game. So hopefully, I mean, I've never been a big fan of City, but Aguero has always been really fun to watch. So hopefully he he gets better and uh, recovers. And yeah, hoping for the best too. Then yeah, good wishes uh, to him. Yeah, and 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 for the final thing, our boys Maritimo, we got to give the update. <laughs> Fucking stink. Mate, they're in the relegation zone. They're second to last. They are now. Lost this oh, lad fuck. named Gil Vicente this past week. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I joked about this one man beating us and he did uh, 2-1. I mean, you know, uh, I wasn't watching this week. Um, it was during, well, two things. Um, it was during a meeting and then I think Arsenal was playing for, uh, no, they played Saturday. I missed this for some reason. Um, but man, I heard they played awful in the first half. They were still even level, give up a goal in the second. The only good news I have is that Joel is back. Yeah, on, on the bench anyway. Yeah, and he and he subbed in for the last nineteen minutes. Oh, did he? Okay, I didn't. And so see did that. I. And Ali Poor started on the bench, and he subbed in the uh-huh. last thirty. This manager, mate, if you're not going to play either of these guys, you need to go. You stink. <laughs> I mean, it's funny. I'll I'll um I'll go to the account. And the account always has only like one or two replies after every match, and like it's like the it's in Portuguese, so you hit the translate yeah. button and. Holy shit. Some of these quotes are fucking wild. <laughs> like I'm sure half the time it's because it doesn't really translate well, yeah. um, but people are just railing on this, uh, on the coach, on the manager. 
Um, and he's Spanish too. So I think that probably adds to it a little bit. Oh yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, let me see if I could find some, any, any thoughts that you want to know while I find some of these swears that people wrote to the club. What are your thoughts? Do you think they'll get out of it? Uh, yeah. I, well, I, I honestly don't know. I haven't been following them until this year, so I don't know how good they are. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think so. I hope so. I, I still, I mean, it's hard to follow a team that doesn't have like uh, a secondary English account. Like, you know, a lot of the German teams and Spanish teams have a English Twitter account to go with their team or whatever, you know? Right. But Maritimo don't. Yeah. And I have questions like, why aren't they playing in their home state? Why aren't they playing in the stadium in which we actually physically watch them for the first game of the season? Yes. Why are their home games in not their home stadium? I don't understand that. And I tweeted at them and they didn't respond to yeah. me. I tweeted in English. I tweeted in Portuguese. <laughs> yeah. I tried like, to get I, a translator. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. It's tragic. And here are the response. I found it. So the last match against Gil Vicente, three people. It, it, the, the final result had one retweet and nine likes. That's like how many I get. And this is a team. <laughs> This is a team. And the, and so, so here are the first few tweets. Or the th- there are three tweets written. One says, now it's time to change the coach, dot, dot, dot. The second one says they don't deserve the support they had. So it's, it's not so bad. And then the third one comes in with suck motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> I think I know who tweeted that. It was, was, was that dude we saw walking out of the stadium. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. Oh my God. The guy that was out, the guy that was fucking like his universe. <laughs> Everyone was politely filing out, out of the stadium. This one dude was just going off and we couldn't understand him. Obviously this in Portuguese, but <laughs> yeah, p- people are big mad. I mean, these people are so mad. Um, you know, as a result, and then even the last match when they lost, the last guy said, leave the Spanish there. Don't play anything. And that Carlinos goes to the Spaniard clowns. So anyway, that's, <laughs> that's my take. I just had to share the tweets. The fans are pissed. We're pissed. Um, and I think that's where we can leave it with them. Uh, Maritimo, uh, for those interested, again, it's never too late to follow. We're in the relegation zone. We're 17 out of 18. Uh, it's not looking great, but we do have some matches. There's a big one coming up against Tondela. They sit in 13th. We're only two points behind them. So, you know, even though it's a, it's a road match, we've been playing all our matches on the road. Um, and then we play Ferreira Roche. Those people, people should know them from the team that played Tottenham earlier this year. Yeah. And, um, and then Boa Vista. So yep. let's see how we can do. Uh, Ferreira sits in 10th. Boa Vista sit in ninth. So these are teams that are, you know, it's reachable. So we'll see what happens. Um, so come on, Mari. We'll be we'll be rooting for you, even though you stink. Okay. So with that all in the book, books. Anything to say before we go to our big segments here? No, I just love to go back to see another match in person. Oh, one day, mate. One day we shall. That, uh, what a magical place. That ten year reunion. Yes, absolutely, and uh, yep. for sure. So so we'll definitely do that. Um, okay. So let's now go ahead. And uh, let's go over first last week. So we're going to go to week. Let's go over the winners from last week's poll. Uh, it's a tie. There was a tie, mate. Um, I don't remember. If, I haven't been on Twitter much lately. I can't remember if I even voted. I'm pretty sure I voted. 
But it, it was a tie between the Blackhawks and Paul Scholes. Oh, so. I'm pretty sure I voted for the Blackhawks. Yeah, mate, even I did, and I'm a fan. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's, it's gotten win. even worse. It's gotten even worse since last week. It has. It's been really bad. And then Paul Scholes tied. So I guess you know, letting things like that go equal licking your your daughter's toes. So it's pretty <laughs> some banana shit yeah. here. Um, yeah. Kodak Black got twenty five percent for um, <laughs> for his wild statements. And no, it's on Kodak Black. So the so the funniest thing is out of all these that means Juan Bernabe gets zero percent and this man did a fascist salute and said that he loves Mussolini and it, and we're in a world where this guy got zero percent because of how bad other stuff was. <laughs> People are tired of racists. I think that's true. That, that, you're right. That is part of it. That's part of it. But still, that's pretty wild. Yeah. <laughs> all Doesn't right. Show who I voted for, but I'm probably on Twitter. Lost. Yeah, probably the that's 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 to me it's an easy one. But anyway, I, I I always like to laugh at some of the results. Let's now go to this week's nonce of the week. You are a nonce, You're a nonce, mate. And we have maybe not as good candidates as last week, but there there there's some. Well, there's one that I think will win, but we'll get to that. So first, we have the Gremio fans out in Brazil. Um, I'm sure a lot of people have seen the video now. Steve also sent us a clip. Um, but, you know, I think the day it happened, I was like, this is bananas. Um, the Gremio fans, uh, well, it's safe to say they're pretty pissed off about how their team has played this season. And they're also pissed off about VAR. Um, the, after the match, after they lose 3-1 to Palmeiras, uh, the fans entered the field of play and they didn't attack the stewards. So thank God we never steward attack. <laughs> they didn't attack players. Um they didn't attack the, the manager. They attacked the VAR cockpit and tore up the VAR uh, machinery. This team is ranked 19th. They're seven points from being safe. Uh, they're in bad shape and the fans take it out on VAR. That's the first time we've seen that. Any <laughs> thoughts on that, Brian? Wild. I mean, wild. I like it. It's, it. it's just fans are, it, it's hard to comprehend as an American what fans are capable of because that shit doesn't happen in America, but it happens everywhere else. I'm, I'm watching the, the tweet now, like they're fucking running rampant, like on the pitch, like just destroying shit, like shirtless fucking bros just going wild. That doesn't happen in America. Incredible stuff. Really incredible stuff. Yeah. Uh, so they're up for it. Tottenham's social media account is a second one. Um, when welcoming Antonio Conte, you cannot see this tweet now because they deleted it. They first wrote <laughs> Bienvenido a Tottenham Hotspur Antonio Conte. For those of you that you didn't have to take Spanish to know that is Spanish. You just had to know Welcome to Miami by Will Smith um, to know that that is not Italian. So how do you say uh, welcome to Tottenham in Italian? Oh, shit. They did fix it. I just didn't note it down. Do you have is it? it? Bienven- no, Bienvenue is uh, French. That's French. Uh, uh oh. Go to their account. It, they did yeah. fix it in their account. I, I, I'm curious. Uh, I'm going to infiltrate my search with Tottenham's account. Horrendous. I know. Um, I hope I don't get any fucking suggested tweets or shit. <laughs> oh, I did that. And then Gonzaga, I don't know why, is on my suggested. And it makes me mad because I don't <laughs> care for them. Uh, we're going to find it. It's all this dumb shit about 
Conte. They're so, yeah, they're so. Oh, the Buongiorno. Oh, Buongiorno. Yeah, Buongiorno. Yeah, you're right. Buongiorno. Like, like fucking uh, oh. um, Brad Pitt in um, Inglorious Bastards. Yes. And he's like, Buongiorno. <laughs> yes. Yep. And, and that's what it is. Okay. So those are two that pretty wild stuff. But I think <laughs> now we're starting this one. This one, I think, is the one that you laugh at. The next one's just a sad one. But this is the one you laugh at. And this would be Jeff Banks. And if you haven't heard of him, he's the Texas special teams coach. He became their special teams coach in January of 2021 this year. Um, and he basically the first report that came out said a monkey that's owned by him. So he owns a monkey. Shout out. First of all, it said it like this attacked uh, a kid on Halloween, bit and attacked a child on Halloween. Then more details came out, and the details that came out said, well, it's not his monkey. It's his girlfriend's monkey. You're like, okay, well, still pretty bad situation. Um, but you could see things getting out of hand, monkey attacking. Then a little more came out. Uh, <laughs> some information on this lad, Jeff Banks, uh, is absolutely bananas. First of all, this guy, when he went to get, I think earlier this year when he got the job, he left his wife, his children, and to to get with this girlfriend of his, who is a stripper, by the way, mind you, again, no shame, but her name is Pole Assassin, and she's been on Jerry Springer, and uh, this is her this is her monkey um, that that bit the kid on Halloween, by the way. So the monkey's name is Gia, has its own Instagram, uh, and she was trying to defend Gia. So Pole Assassin, who's dating this Texas guy, uh, her monkey did it, but I'm calling him not so mainly for leaving his wife and kids for a stripper named pole assassin. What the fuck? Isn't that the way I'm just, I'm just been sitting in disbelief as you just continue to say <laughs> details of the story. It gets wilder and wilder. What the fuck? <laughs> a monkey bit a kid at Halloween. Right away, that's fucked up. Yes. It was a monkey owned by a uh, University of Texas coach. Okay, that's wild. No, it's not owned by him. It's owned by his girlfriend. Okay, crazy. She's a stripper. He left his wife and kid for a stripper who owns it. Okay, wild stripper. Great. Okay, great. You love a stripper. Stripper's name is Pole Assassin. What the fuck? This reminds me of that episode where we had the guy on Zoom, uh, Buttfucker 3000. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. But on, honestly, like, as, as a parent of someone with, with, a, with kids, this is shocking to think that a, someone's pet could attack a kid. Like, that is yeah. tragic, honestly, for mm-hmm. the kid that got attacked by a, a monkey. And I'm assuming the monkey's owner... A stripper named Pole Assassin and <laughs> her boyfriend are not responsible enough to control their fucking pet monkey. I, I, I saw something. I looked it up as you were talking about it. Apparently, the monkey's jaws had to be pried off the kid. Yes. That's fucking terrifying. Yes. It's it awful. Very. I cannot imagine that happening. I would be like, well, I'm just irate for, for in defense of that kid. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 
some banana awesome. stuff there. So yeah. Jeff Pinks, I'm, I'm going to put him on it, the coach, because that's wild, the shit that went down. Yeah. Um, with a fe- featuring pole assassin. Uh, but yeah. um, then a more serious one, and as I wrote it, we hadn't gotten all the details, and now it's become really sad. Um, Henry Ruggs III, as you may have heard, um, crashed into and killed someone while impaired uh, early morning, actually this morning, uh, or was it yesterday? It, yesterday it was maybe. Monday morning, I thought. Yeah, you're right. It was Monday morning. No, Tuesday morning, Monday night. Was it? Tuesday oh, morning, yeah, Tuesday morning, in, yeah. In Vegas. Um, and then details. Rose is a out. Las Vegas Raiders NFL yes. wide receiver player. Correct. Sorry, yes. Wide receiver uh, Henry Ruggs III was their first-round draft pick last year. Um, and you're saying, well, what? How is leading, that re- leading receiver this year so far. Yeah. And you're thinking, how'd that happen? And you hear the details. You say, oh, that's sad. Then you're, oh, he might have been impaired. Like, oh, boy, here we go. Um, and then details coming out today that he was going 156 miles per hour before crashing into this person, 127 when the airbags came out. And it was even more sad when you hear that the person was like stuck in their car while their car was on fire. Uh, and, 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 and the NFL, first of all, you sit there and you say, well, um, you know, a young person that made a, a horrendous mistake. And, um, there's part of you that thinks that, yes, that someone makes us a, a decision, uh, and they're going to pay for it the rest of their lives. But, you know, you have all these resources, man, the NFL gives all this money to use an Uber, to use Lyft. I heard they actually allow a lot of money for that and they have their own program. To, yeah. to drive you when you're impaired. Um, it's it's just so heartbreaking. And honestly, uh, the Raiders waived him. Good move there. They've had a tough year on outside of football stuff. Yeah. And I don't think this guy's going to be in the NFL again. And I don't think he's no. going to be out he's of a jail cell. He's not going to be in society for a long time. I agree. And That's you know what? Deserve. You know, ter- yeah. Deserve. Terrible decision-making. Tragic story. Yeah. Like, it just, it makes me sick. And, and, and my heart breaks the most, obviously, for the victims, but even a little bit for his own family members that, you know, now they're, they're not going to get to see him because he made a horrendous decision. Um, family members of the victim, obviously, are worse for them. But then even his family, it's like, yeah. man, uh, you know, so, yeah. Anyway, crazy stuff. So we got Gremio fans, Tottenham social media, or sorry, Gremio fans for destroying VAR, Tottenham <laughs> social media for saying bienvenido, <laughs> Tottenham Hotspur to Conte, who's Italian. Um, Jeff Banks, who left his kids and, and wife for a stripper named Pole Assassin, whose monkey attacked the child on Halloween, <laughs> and, and Henry Ruggs III for, for what he did. Um, who's your early vote for uh, in this one? I, I want to avoid the, the serious like tragedy for Henry Ruggs and mm-hmm. not give it any more attention than it deserves. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'll say, well, I'll say Jeff Banks. it also makes me very sad for the child that was attacked by an animal that's true and and could have issues for his whole his or her whole life for that so that makes me really sad too so maybe i'll avoid that and i'll say tottenham because i always fucking love hating tottenham so i'm gonna vote tottenham all right let's go love hating tottenham Tottenham. i'll go i'll take jeff banks then because i thought that was fucking wild hilarious yeah I have a feeling, though, that Henry Ruggs is going to win, but let's just see how it plays. You know, usually the one that, that picks up the most news wins, although last week we saw Paul Scholes and, and the Hawks tied, so you never know what's yeah. going to happen there. Um, now, let's move on to Mount Rushmore. Uh, 
We have time for it. We, you know, we can yeah. do a fast one. We'll, make it, we'll make it quick. Yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll make it quick. Um, I want to give a heads up, by the way. Today, a poll did come out. Who do you think will finish in fourth? I'll share the results next episode. Or who has the best shot at fourth? I think it's between mm-hmm. Tottenham, United, Arsenal, and West Ham. I, uh, we, the intern put it up there. Early votes suggest Tottenham's winning, by the way. Just just giving that heads up. I think they're getting that mm-hmm. big boost from the, the Conte uh, uh, signing um, because... I'll give, I'll give some early results. There's still two days to vote, but 43% have Tottenham, 34 have West Ham, and 17 um, say Arsenal. I think it didn't say who will finish fourth. Who will finish higher in the Premier League table? Yeah. So out of West Ham, Arsenal, Tottenham, Leicester. I, I have West personally Ham. Voted. You have West Ham? I voted, I voted West Ham, yeah. They have 34%. I haven't personally voted yet. They're second, Tottenham's first, Arsenal, and then 6% Leicester. But again, two days to vote. When I get on my account, I'll retweet it and I'll vote and we'll see where it ends up. Uh, so now let's get to our Mount Rushmore. Um, and again, yeah, we'll run this quick. We're doing this week fall things. So anything with fall that occurs in the fall, anything. Uh-huh. Um, I think this is a fun one. It'll be cool. It'll be great. And do you want for this one to do the anonymous uh, A and B? Yeah. Uh, you want to start yeah, with yeah, that yeah, as yeah. an experiment? At least on Twitter. I mean, people that listen to the pod will know who yeah. drafted what. That's true. But I, I think there are plenty of rando, randos on Twitter mm-hmm. that will vote. Well, I, between the two of us, it doesn't fucking matter. They, they, they <laughs> but, always pick me last, mate. I don't think it, <laughs> you're not going to get maybe, it online. Maybe you have it a bit. But uh, yeah, let's, let's see how the, uh, the anonymous. Yeah, we'll call it person A and person B. That's what I'll do. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, and we'll do the same thing when we have multiple polls. I think I agree with yeah. that. I thought that was a great suggestion. All right. So we're going to do the Mount Rushmore fall things, anything fall related. And because you're filling in, you're doing a big duty, I'll let you choose whether you want to go first. Cause I can't remember what happened between us last time. Uh, so I'll choose. Well, I, want, I want Halloween candy. Of course. Okay. So obviously. you're going first and you're taking Halloween candy. No, 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 no. What? I'm saying I, I won the Halloween candy draft. So, oh, that's true. Oh, yeah. There you go. So we'll go based off that. You can decide if you go first or uh, I'll, I'll go second. I'll go second. Damn, you want the next two picks. Well, then I gotta go with my power move. Um, and it is still fall when this happens, and it's my favorite holiday. I gotta go Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving is uh-huh. to me the penultimate fall event. It's amazing. Yep. It's it's just before winter's coming, but man, you get together with family. I think this year Thanksgiving is gonna be back. Because you know, we had a hiatus last year, yeah. love being around the people. Love my turkey, love my mashed potatoes and, and gravy, cranberry sauce. Bring it on, pumpkin pie. Let's fucking go. Thanksgiving is my number one pick. Yes, good, good choice. Good choice. All right, thank you. What do you have? You got two. Thanks, Thanksgiving is kind of the the icon, I guess, of of fall, autumn. Absolutely, man. Okay, um, this is tough. Um, Think shit. False. I, I I did not prepare for this, even though I suggested it. Oh, that's I'm okay. Gonna, I'm gonna say number one pick is the the beauty of the leaves changing. Oh, you know who's gonna love that pick? My wife. Yeah. Oh, it's, I, it's I agree been, with you. I agree. It, it's been a little disappointing recently in Indiana because it's been all over the place. We we've had like. 70 degree degrees weather until like the last two weeks, like mm-hmm. into the late October. So it's been kind of crazy. It's been really late for the leaves changing. 
But in the last week or so, there's been a couple drives I've had like to work or to various things where it's been beautiful, bright, bright red trees, orange, everything's been great. Yeah. When I was on Aqua, my wife, she stopped and took a picture and I laughed at her, but in reality, it was a good picture. Yeah. Good picture. Yeah. So yeah. Shout out leaves changing and you're up again. Number two pick. I'm going to say hoodies. Yes. Wearing hoodies. It's just, just hoodies. Hoodies yep. are just so fucking comfortable. They're casual. Yeah. Ashton's wearing one now. I'm wearing one right now. Earlier. Yeah. <laughs> they're, they're soft. You can, you can put your hands down in the, in the like belly pocket it's so comfortable mm-hmm. to wear. You put the oh, everything okay over there? Yes, I think my internet did my internet crap out. It Sorry, looks like you paused for like a second. You're good. You're okay. Good. Oh shit, my internet's unstable. This is not good. What happened? You're not stable. You're oh, not dear. stable. This is bad. Are we back? building can fuck off is what it should be doing. Okay. All right. You're there. All right. So, uh, you were, so you were saying hoodie. I don't know what we picked up before the internet took up, but explain why you went with the hoodie again. Aside from the fact I'm wearing so one. Com- yeah. You're, you're wearing one. It's so it's comfortable. It's cozy. You put your hands in your little belly pocket. It's just a great, comfortable place to keep your hands. Um, just good lounging clothes, and you only wear it really in the, in the fall. All right, I like that that choice. So you got beauty of leaves changing, and then hoodies. I'm up for two. Um, I'm gonna go with. I'm a big big uh, fan of chili season. Chili's back. Oh uh, yeah, chilies and soups. Oh. I guess. Um, so uh. yeah, I'm I'm a big chili guy. We've actually uh, my wife's made two batches now in the past three weeks nice. um, had regular chili and then white, white bean, a little more healthy this past week. So uh, uh-huh. that's, that's up there oh, Thanks for my other choice. Chili's good. Chili's oh. good. I, I like chili, but I don't like beans. And uh-huh. Allison makes an amazing chili without beans in it. Usually put it over noodles, put some Ooh. cheese on it. Oh, it's good. great. Put it over macaroni it's noodles. It's good stuff. A little spicy. Warms you right up. Cornbread, good stuff. Oh, yes. You got to go with cornbread. Absolutely. And I'll go with, I, I know you're not going to take it, but I'm just so basic. I, I got to be true. Pumpkin flavored things, specifically pumpkin spice. I was, was going to take it. I was going to take it just for the votes. Yes. Damn it. 
But I know, pumpkin. you know, I truly like that stuff. So. Yeah, you do. You're, you're a basic bitch. Pumpkin <laughs> spice lattes, PSLs. Yes. Oh, I love them. Uh, does, does that include everything pumpkin? Does that include pumpkin pies, pumpkin beer? Um, it, no. Yeah, it's fine. Uh, pumpkin flavor. I don't think it includes pumpkin pie. Oh. You're taking pumpkin spice. Yes. Yes. Pumpkin spice. Pumpkin spice, pumpkin spice, lattes, spice, pumpkin spice drinks. Yes. Yeah. I mean, uh, I won't take pumpkin pie or any shit like that. Okay. <laughs> All right. So you got pumpkin your last spice. two choices. Okay. I took hoodies and I took, I didn't, I don't even remember my first pick. What did I pick first? You got leaves changing, leaves, leaves changing, <laughs> and then hoodies. And I've got Thanksgiving. Uh, I'm gonna lose this. One. <laughs> I'm gonna lose this one. I'll take college football. Oh yes, like oh, that was it's, okay. it's the meat of the league. It's the meat of the conference season. Uh huh. Just, I mean, it, obviously, it starts in August, September. Mm-hmm. But college football is a fall sport. Yep, I have all the big, back. all the big conference games. Uh huh. I mean, I mean NFL too, but NFL is more like you really get into it later in the season, playoffs yep. like December, January. But college football is fall. Yep, I'll, I'll yeah. go with that. Like Ohio State, Michigan, every year the big game is a fall game. Yeah, NYU. Yeah. Oh man, that was one I had, and I was hoping I'd get it. I actually literally was just gonna say football is back. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> yep. So, and then you have one last uh, pick. Uh, I'll say fire. Okay. Yeah, I like that. fireplace, fire pits, fire tables. Uh huh. Um, everything to do with 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 fire. Turn on the fireplace for the first time of the year inside your house getting the fire pit out on your patio or porch or whatever, doing s'mores, um, just drinking beer by the fire, by by a huge fire pit out in someone's backyard. Um, You know, in college, we would always have one specific weekend where we'd go spend all night out by a fire and, and, you know, open our souls to all our (laughs) best friends. Sure did. You know what I'm talking about? Yes, sir. Um, always, always a great time when you're outside by a fire. Yeah. And, and it almost always exclusively happens during the fall. Yep. So, I, yeah, I'll put it down as fire pit slash place because if I just put fire, people might think you like things burning down. So, <laughs> <I> do. <laughs> Damn, you really – I was going for that football because I didn't know you, you picked yeah. up on it or you oh, emailed that one. Um, hmm. I'll probably now go with, because you took that, I did this one. I'm between two things. It's not like you can pick them now. You've picked, right? Um, yeah. So, you know, I I haven't gone to one in a long time, and I assume I won't until I have a kid. So I'm not going to put pumpkin patch up there because I haven't done it in yeah. a while. I, I really want to go so bad. Um, so here's what I'm going to say. One that's relevant to me now, uh, I feel like this is around the time in the fall, because it is technically in the fall, that TV shows come out with new seasons. So it's the new seasons for TV shows. Uh, I don't know how I'll write that down. New TV yep. show seasons, if that fits. Yep. So you know what I'm premieres, talking about? All TV, the big ones. TV premieres. Yep. Yep. And, TV show and, premieres. Yep. And, and if they weren't, and if they weren't, um, if there wasn't coronavirus, we would have gotten all those Netflix shows coming. I mean, some of them are good that have yeah. come out, but 
Ozark would have come out by now, Money Heist, all these things. So um, I'm enjoying Squid Game. But anyway, new TV show season or TV show uh, season premieres. Um, so there's that. Any so so you have Beauty of Leaves changing hoodies, college football, and fire pits and places. I have Thanksgiving, uh, chili soup season, pumpkin spice flavors, and new TV show seasons. Um, anything that you want to add on? I have a few, but I'll let you go first. I can't think of anything. Um, like jumping into leaves, it was fun as a kid. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I had pumpkin patch as another one, but you were pumpkin shaking patch. a little bit. That's not as fun. Yeah. I mean, you go pick out a pumpkin, then you're done. Like, yeah. Great. Went to a couple this year. It was fine. There you go. Some people like to pick apples. Patch. Some people yeah, like apple picking. picking. Yeah. yeah. That's almost more of a late summer thing. Well, I guess it depends on, on the summer, but the, the local, the local apple orchard for us that we always go to had a terrible crop this year and just didn't oh, have. No. Yeah. So it was, it was not good. Uh, yikes. And then also, I don't know how big of a fan you are, but like spiced, like apple cider, apple cider drinks, you could spike yeah. them. You can get them from coffee shops. The local one by us, Spoken Bird. Oh, there's spiced coffee, like, chai latte or whatever it is it's electric it's electric that's all i'm gonna say yeah i'm not a big fan of the apple cider i like apple juice but mm-hmm. all right so yeah uh, i guess beer pumpkin yes. beer pumpkin pumpkin like, beer Oktoberfest beer is always always good stuff it's definitely a good one yep absolutely oh yeah. I, I yeah i should have put that but i would have had too much pumpkin flavor but yeah that's a good one too and so yeah Person A and Person B going on a, on a <laughs> Twitter yeah. for that vote. Again, Brian had Beauty of Leaves Changing, Hoodies, College Football, Fire Pits Place. I had Thanksgiving, uh, Chili Soup Season, Pumpkin Spice Flavors, and then UTV Season Premieres. Uh, let's now go to the standings. Let's get to the predictions for this week. Let's wrap this show up. Uh, first, I'll tell us where we all stand. After match week nine... Arine is in first overall with 134. Oh, I should have said how much we got for the week, right? For the week, just just saying, I led the way with 14. Brian, who thought he had the worst week ever when we were talking, yeah. you were second for the week with 12. Okay. Um, Arine, Jeff, no, sorry, Arine and Nikhil had 11. Steve had 10 and Jeff had eight. <laughs> oh, yes. So, so overall, Arine's in first at 134. I'm in second with 126. Brian's in third with 121. Jeff's in fourth, 119. Tied with Steve at 119. And Nikhil, 99. You need one more to break 100, mate. And then maybe you'll catch someone, hopefully soon. Um, first match starts... Someone to, he needs someone to uh, forget. forget. <laughs> Either forget or just really suck the next three weeks. But um, yeah. the, the gap, it's it's not closing. It's getting it's getting wider. So man needs a good week. Um Get, get Elon to let you out so you can make predictions, mate. Uh, so week 10. So tomorrow, those listening today, it'll be tomorrow. Uh, Friday match. Don't miss it out. It's going to be because England changed times. We didn't. So just a programming reminder. Yep. Four Eastern, three Central, uh, one o'clock Elon time. Southampton hosting Aston Villa. I'm going to go Southampton one, Villa two, Ollie Watkins. I have the opposite. I have Southampton two, Villa one. And I'm, I have Trey Adams again. Probably the smarter bet because Southampton trending right, Villa wrong. But we'll see. Saturday morning, folks, get up early. Manchester Derby time. United hosting City. I got United 1, City 3, Phil Foden. 
I also have one to three mm-hmm. with City winning, and I just put KDB. All right, there we go. Foden is a good shot, though. Free kick, you never know. Yeah, Chelsea hosting yeah. Burnley. I'm sure you're pretty confident. Chelsea three, Burnley one. I can never get the goal score right, but I'm going to go Kai Havertz. I almost put Havertz. I have Chelsea three, Burnley nil, because mm-hmm. I don't think Burnley is going to be one of three, four teams that have scored on Chelsea this year after Liverpool, City in Southampton on a free goal. Mm-hmm. Um, so three <laughs> nil, Chelsea, and Mason Mount. Mason Mount. I picked him last week. Hold on. Burn me though. I think I might change that run. I'll keep Mount, but I will say that defenders have scored more goals for Chelsea than forwards. So it could be a defender. Okay. We'll see what happens. I'm going to shout this out if it is. Palace hosting Wolves. Like we, we said good things about beer. We said good things about Wolves. I say 1-1. Yep. Benteke. Uh, uh, Benteke. Okay. I have 2-2. Two, two. I have one. Zaha. Okay, good. Yeah, yours is more realistic. Just, I think Benteke scores so much on Arsenal. Um, I thought, hey, uh, Brentford, I mean, Norwich is the is the medicine, is the cure for all things if you're struggling. So I'm going to take Brentford at home over Norwich, 2-0. I think Mbwemo is going to score. I also have 2-0, and I have Tony scoring. All right, nice. There we go. Brighton hosting Newcastle. MBS's frustration will continue, in my opinion. Seagulls 1, Magpies nil. Neil Mape. I have Brighton 2, Newcastle 1, also Mape. All right. Here's an interesting one. Everton hosting Tottenham. First game for Conte. I talked a lot about how he's defensive, but I think it's going to take a while for Tottenham to get his system down. And usually when that happens, you struggle a bit with it at first. So I'm going to take Everton 2, Tottenham 2, and I think Son is going to score. Okay, I have 1-1. One, one. I also think it's going to be a draw. I think Conte will take a while to, to get in. But I have Kane scoring. All right. Uh, Leeds hosting Leicester. Uh, I think Leicester gets back on the right track. They looked good before this Arsenal game. They looked good in the second half. Leeds won Leicester 2, Jamie Vardy. I have Leeds nil, Leicester 1, Jamie Vardy. All righty. And then Arsenal and Watford on a nice little Sunday morning a match that I can wake up and watch. I might be overconfident here, but I like Arsenal to win 3-0. I like how their defense is played, and they should be clinical. And a lot of this, a lot of their effort has changed since Alexander Lacazette has come on and played, so I'm going to take him as my goal scorer. Uh, I also have Arsenal 3-0 over Watford. Um, I have Saka scoring. Okay, He's playing, I like hasn't it. He? Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> I like yeah. that shot. It's it just seems like every time I pick a bombing, he doesn't score. So watch him yeah. not score a hat trick. Yep. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and and maybe the match of the week here, right before the NFL kicks off, we got West Ham hosting Liverpool. I'm gonna have this on one screen, but I still think Liverpool's too good. I got West Ham one, Liverpool two, Mosala. I have the exact same thing. All right, yeah. I think that would be a great match, though. Could go, could go yeah. either way. Um, all right. Uh, shall we do the gambling corner? Yeah, we got time. It's it's yeah. a quick it's a quick segment. So let's go on to. Yeah, the, I have my picks ready. Perfect. Let's go to the gambling corner. All right. Last week, it was all losses, mate. We combined <laughs> to lose twenty seven dollars and ten cents. Uh, Trevor and Steve were the smart ones. Didn't bet. Uh, I lost seven ten. I lost on a Liverpool Chelsea City parlay. Two of those teams didn't hit. 
Um, Watford definitely was a stupid bet. Didn't hit Arsenal's the only <laughs> team that won for me, uh, but I only put $1 on him to win 190. So uh, that's why I lost that. Um, Arine had a four game parlay to win 41, 22, and he missed by one. Um, oh. he, he hit on Chelsea. He hit on Leeds. He hit on Arsenal Leicester under three and a half, but Brentford Burnley, the one you think is the most sure under three and a half, Went at four. So he just missed. Yeah. And then you nice. had yours was interesting spread. You actually went with now two fives to hit, right? Um uh-huh. the first one didn't go as hot. You know, Leicester Arsenal draw, Liverpool, uh, Man City and Tottenham Man United draw. None of those hit, but you had Chelsea Leeds and West Ham. So you're three for seven on the first one. <laughs> Same game parlay. The only thing I saw you miss, so you went with Liverpool Brains match. You had over three and a half hit. You had money uh-huh. scoring. That hit, Brighton over half goal hit, Liverpool corners hit. The only thing you didn't is Liverpool winning at half, which they were, yeah. but they didn't win the match. And then yep. the post, I mean, I was honestly, I, I didn't watch. So I was like, as soon as you lost one. They, hit, they uh, did hit the posts. They did. Oh, so you were one half away, mate. Yeah, I didn't actually make that bet, so I can't check for sure. But I think I saw highlights were of Liverpool hitting the post. Hitting the post. Oh, my days. Yeah. So, yeah, you lost two fivers, so that's 10. Where does that put us? Steve's in first at plus 26.55. Trevor's in second at plus 240. And then I'm in third at minus 18.90. Arine minus 43.59. And Brian, you'll hit one. You're minus 59.12. I feel like you and Arine, when you hit one, you'll, you'll, yeah, you shoot up. The yeah. So, um, you said you have a bet. Let, let's hear it. Let's hear your wild bet. I, I really hope no one ever takes our betting advice because no. – <laughs> We're fucking around. Okay, <laughs> I have a six-team six team parlay. All right, let's hear it. I have Southampton to beat Villa, uh-huh. Chelsea to beat Burnley, okay. Arsenal to beat Watford, yes. Brentford to beat Norwich. Uh-huh. Uh, the big one, the tough one, Everton and Tottenham to draw. Uh-huh. And Liverpool to beat West Ham. What is that coming all, at? Plus All those combined is plus 29.15. I have ten dollars uh-huh. on it, and the total payout of a ten dollar bet is three hundred one fifty six. So you'll win how much? Three hundred one fifty six. You win two ninety one fifty six. Yes. <laughs> and I think and that'll put you in first if you hit <laughs> for the whole year. I'm yes. done, and then you'll quit. Tell, tell me which result doesn't happen. Oh, you're pulling the arena off, aren't you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Surefire bets. Honest, I'll be honest. You you picked Villa over Southampton, so that's, that's the first the only, one. That's the only one though that I think I differ with you. I mean, I could say I mean I think yeah. everything else I have literally the exact same result. So I would and, probably get one out of six. And, and Southampton's the favorite. So you actually have a better chance in that one. I'm I just going against the flow in that, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah. So you might be onto something. No, I'm um, not. <laughs> if, you, you know what's make funny? That bet. This is all funny money. I, I went wild like you did, though, a little bit. So my yeah. first bet, five to win, 561, I just went City-Chelsea parlay. Just, yeah. just, I want to win something, and I, I surely, surely, surely you'll beat Burnley and City will beat United. Chelsea, about Chelsea will draw 0-0. Zero, zero. Oh, God, I hope not. So I got him at plus 112, five to win, 561. Then I got a little crazy with my other two bets. I took Villa because they're plus 250. So I'm putting three down to win 750. Win pays oh. out 1050. And then I do the same game parlay, which I've never, 
I've never done on this, but yeah. we'll do it. I'm going to go to the Arsenal match. All right. I'm going to take Arsenal to win. I'm taking Watford under two and a half goals. Surely they won't score more than two. That'd be wild. I have Arsenal to have more corners and Alexander Lacazette to be an anytime goal scorer. That's plus 185. So it's not huge, but I'm putting $2 to win 370 on what should hit. So again, uh, we'll see how our, how our bets do. Um, so everyone else at the footy corner too, let us know your predictions. Let us know your gambling corner. You'll probably be prompted by the interns tweet at some point. Um, anything to add on Brian on your end? Oh boy. He's gone to the restroom. <laughs> no, nothing to add. I think your bet um, might, might fall on the Lacazette anytime score. Okay. Other than that, I think it's good. It's always, okay. it's always kind of a, a gamble betting on a score. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Big risk. So we'll see what happens there. Um, we'll be back next week. Uh, this is the last week before international break. We'll be back next week with the results. Um, maybe a little preview of what's to come for the U S and then a panel episode in two weeks to go over the international matches, preview the upcoming premier league matches. Um, and we'll probably throw Mount Rushmore in one or both because there won't be any, any other matches to talk about. Usually around Europe, we talk about other stuff going on. This is it this weekend. And then we're, we're off until international game. So anything you want to say before we log off, Brian? Nope. I don't think so. All right. So with that all said, let's turn it over to almost Newcastle manager, Una Emery. Good evening, Alexa. Please to play uh, my favorite song. Good evening. Good evening. 